0: I hold in my hands a holy book. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Most holy. In fact, the word of God was there in the tabernacle, in the temple. It was the center of attraction. It was called the covenant of God. And there's no errors in mine. Mm -hmm. It's infallible. Amen. Just like God who gave it. It's inspired, not just in the original writings. My King James is inspired too. Amen. That's what all the old timers in the about a century or so ago that believed the Bible taught. They believed in the infallibility of the scriptures. They didn't think it was a good, you know, a good copy. That's kind of poor talk, isn't it? A fair rendering. No, we didn't talk about it like that when we were newly saved, did we? Before we went to the places of higher education. We were just newly saved, and we thought, oh, this is the book of God. I got out of my sin because somebody preached this book to me. Christian and Pilgrim and um, Pilgrim's Progress, Christian, he, he was reading his little book. And in his little book, he said that his city was going to be destroyed. And he was going to be stro- destroyed in it. And so, praise God, he went along one day. And you know, I was kind of grieving over the fact that this is a third meeting, and all we have is you evangelists and missionaries. Missionaries are evangelists. Do you know that? Amen. They're supposed to be church planters. That's evangelism. And you know who came bouncing along when Christian was in need? It was evangelists. I said, what are you doing out here? He said, Well, I'm running from the city of destruction. And the ones that didn't believe, it, they said, Ah, bah. <laughs> but not evangelist. He said, Look for the light. Look, do you see the wicked gate over there? No. Well, just look. Do you see a light? Well, I think I see a light. He said, Keep your eye on the light. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. He said, I am the. And then he said, Ye are the light of the world. Does anybody see in Christ through you lately? I asked some of our people just just today in our prayer time, I asked them, or whenever it was, I said, have we won anybody to Christ in six months? I think if we worked at it, I think we could get somebody to the feet of the Master. We know so well how to do it now, don't we? Aren't we well trained? Huh? We're the best trained bunch of people in in the whole world about Winning souls to Christ. The only trouble is we don't do it. See, now we know how. Before we didn't know how, and we did it. But now we're grown up, aren't we? Mm. Yes. Just listening to a tape on the way here, and Dr. Bob Sr. said that things were becoming real liberal in this country. And he said, then we started the university, and the fires of evangelism began again. And we started them. And I like that. Well, we'll have prayer and then have a couple of little things to say. Our Father, we need Thee now. We need Thee. God forbid that we think we can live with our Christian life without the Christ of Calvary. Without the Holy Spirit guiding in every turn, every step, every path, every decision. Dear Lord, we need a revival of holiness. I need a revival of holiness in my family, in my own life, in our church. We need a revival of holiness. Dear Lord, we need to get our eyes off each other and look higher. We need to be like that eagle Christian. The eagle Christian flies high and constantly thinks of his home that is high in the sky. And then, Lord, he goes after the prey. And, Dear Lord, we need to fly high and take the gospel to those around us. Be an eagle Christian. Help us, Lord. Bless us, we pray. Encourage us. Revive us again. As the song said that were sung, both of them on revival, I believe. God, just revive us. And draw us to thyself. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Getting back to this, uh, if you remember in the Pilgrim's Progress also, that there were those that went to the university and their faith was stolen at the university. I think that's what ought to be said about most of these people that go to the universities of today. What they said about Paul, much learning doth make thee mad. Their accusation against Paul was totally erroneous, but I don't know, some of these present-day ones, much learning does take away from their faith in the simplicity of the Bible. We need to be simple concerning that which is evil, wise concerning that which is good. I want to give you a couple chapters. These have been in my devotions. I hope you're getting something out of your personal devotions. hope you're reading through the Bible. Are you reading through the Bible? How many are reading through your Bible? Okay, If not, start. Okay, That's good. That's great. Some of the outsiders. Read right through it. And then when you finish, start again. And if you're a baby Christian, it might be good for you to read in, in the Gospels a couple, uh, chapter or two, read in the Epistles a couple chapters, and then read in the Old Testament. Sometimes the Old Testament's extremely difficult. It was for me when I was a baby Christian. But read through the book. And then what about our family devotions? How many of you have family devotions? How many of you have family devotions? Okay. If not, start. And if you had them before, start again. Hello? Smile at me now. I, I did that to help you, not to hurt you. Most of the, and cheer up. Most of the independent Baptist preachers in our country don't have family devotions either. I said most of them. And I've got it right here in the church covenant, brother. You ought to be giving those out to all these pastors. Right at the beginning. We're going to start reading this. Everybody that joins our church, we're going to read this every time they join our church. And here's what it says. Having been led, as we believe by the Spirit of God, to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and on our profession of faith, and having been baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, we do now, in the presence of God and this assembly, most solemnly and joyfully enter into covenant with one another as one body in Christ. We engage, therefore... To uh, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love, to strive for the advancement of this church in knowledge, in holiness, comfort, to promote its prosperity and spirituality, to sustain its worship, ordinances, discipline, doctrines, and to cheerfully and regularly to the support of the ministry and the expense of the church and the relief of the poor and the spread of the gospel through all the nations we also engage to maintain family and secret devotions to religiously educate our children to seek the salvation of our kindred and as and on it goes on and some other things that have been taken out of some of the church covenants and we need to we need to have family devotions you know we're going to have to do it all our life. So we better learn how to, better learn about Bible reading, prayer. And our children all deserve to have a, to grow up having a family altar. So may God help us. I just wanted to read something, though, here from the, um, the Psalms where I've been getting some uh, real help as just a springboard. This is just not any book. This is the book of God. Psalm 96 says, Oh, sing unto the Lord a new song. Sing unto the Lord. Not unto the people now. We're not here for entertainment. We're here to sing to God. All the earth. Sing unto the Lord. Bless His name. Everyone else is, it seems like we're blessing ourselves all the time. Show forth His salvation from day to day. Declare His glory among the heathen, His wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heaven. Honor and majesty are before Him. Strength and beauty are in His sanctuary. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto His name. Bring an offering and come into His courts. When you come to church, you ought to have an offering. Oh, worship the Lord. Here's how we're supposed to worship the Lord. You know, A.W. Tozer said, the missing jewel for the evangelical church is worship. Worship. A poorly educated person can worship. A highly educated person can worship. But Jesus told the woman at the well, they that worship me must, God must worship me in spirit and in truth. Spirit and truth, for God seeketh such to worship Him. O oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before Him all the earth. Say among the heathen, The Lord reigneth, the world also shall be established that it shall not be moved. He shall judge the people righteously. Let the earth rejo- the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar and the fullness thereof. Let the field be joyful in all that is therein. Then shall all the trees of the wood rejoice before the Lord, for he cometh, for he cometh to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the people with truth. Psalm 97. The Lord reigneth, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of the isles be glad thereof. Clouds and darkness are round about him. Righteousness and judgment are the habitation of his throne wonder when we pray, do we come into God's presence like He's on a throne? Every time you see Him in the Revelation, He's on the throne. High and lifted up! Really, in a sense, the cross was a throne too. He was lifted up, wasn't He? And I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto Me! A fire goeth before Him and burneth up His enemies round about. His lightnings Enlightened the world, the earth saw and trembled, the hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. By the way, I learned something from Brother Snodderly the other week. We can learn from others, you know. Brother Snodderly said when he comes before in the presence of the Lord, his general practice is to confess sin and to ask God to keep all sin away from him and keep his eyes for his God and his wife and things like that. That would be a good idea. You know, we're not, we have the pure and holy Christ within, but we sure get sullied up and dirtied with our being around the things of this world. We need to get cleaned up. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord of the whole earth. The heavens declare His righteousness and all the people see His glory. Confounded be all they that serve graven images that boast themselves of idols. Worship Him, all ye gods. Zion heard and was glad, and the daughters of, of Judah rejoiced before because of thy judgments. O Lord, for thou, Lord, art high above the, the earth. Thou art exalted far above all gods. Ye that love the Lord. Here's what I want to really get to. Look, ye that love the Lord hate evil. See, the more we love God, the more we hate evil. There's a lot of people that don't. They hate evil, but they don't love God. Right? They hate evil, but they don't, they don't even know God. They hate evil. But if you love the Lord, really love the Lord, and that's the greatest commandment in the Bible, I shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and with all thy might. That's all our being. That's the greatest thing we can do for God. And when we do that, the more we love Him, the more we'll hate evil. They that love the Lord hate evil. He preserveth the soul of His saints. He delivereth them out of the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and gladness for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord. Now get this next one here. Rejoice in the Lord, ye righteous, and give thanks at the remembrance of His holiness. I remember as we were getting our, um, the Lord was starting His Baptist church and I was was telling one missionary we were going to send him the thing and he said, are you talking about W-H-O-L-L-Y? I said, no, I'm talking about H-O-L-Y. It shows how little. And this was a dear brother, a separated brother, one of our missionaries, a good man. But I'm telling you, holy is not in much of our talk at all. And the Bible says if we're uh, to be a bishop, we're to be a holy. We're to be holy. That's one of the requirements of a bishop is to be holy, H-O-L-Y. I remember when I was a baby Christian, I thought you shouldn't even say that a a Christian is spiritual. Well, I've learned different. You better be spiritual. You shouldn't be in the ministry you better be holy or you shouldn't be in the ministry and so at the very remembrance of his holiness sing unto the lord a new song for he hath done marvelous things his right hand and his holy arm his holy arm hath gotten him the victory the lord hath made known his salvation his righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen and then we go on down all about His holiness. Then look at Psalm 99. Psalm 99. This will be the last one that I will be dealing with unless the Lord leads otherwise. Psalm 99. The Lord reigneth. Let the people tremble. Have we ever trembled at the presence of God recently? He sitteth between the cherubims. Let the earth be moved. The Lord is great in Zion, and he is high above all the people. The Lord is high above all the people. We've been doing some preaching recently on the eagle. By the way, the award we're planning on giving you, brother, is called the the Holy Eagle Christian Award. I mean, nobody messes with the eagle. And he's got great perception. He can see eight times as far as human beings can. And he's got great power in those talons. Great power! And as we preached on Sunday, he takes a whole hour to preen his wings every morning. His wings and his feathers. With his beak, he goes through and steam cleans every one of them. When he exhales the air, he, he does that. And he do, does that for a whole hour. We better spend an hour with God in the morning too. We that are older Christians. Five and ten minutes is not enough, dear brother. That will not avail. Take time to be Holy. Every preacher of the gospel ought to seek to spend an hour in prayer a day. I didn't say Bible study a day. I said we ought to seek to spend at least an hour in prayer. It's sweet hour of prayer, not sweet 15 minutes of prayer. You say, well, it's just talking about the hour. I think not. I think we're in too much of a hurry to pray. And I asked our people years ago, I I went around our church. We had quite a few people here at that time. I said, and we still do, but I said, I asked them, uh, how many think that uh, Daniel prayed Uh, 15 minutes a day. Nobody raised their hand. I thought, surely someone takes. Then I said, how many think he he prayed uh, 30 minutes? uh, I mean, each time. He prayed three times a day. Like David, evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Daniel opened his windows, got on his knees, and opened toward Jerusalem three times a day. Most likely at nine in the morning and noon, and then the evening sacrifice at three in the afternoon. Three times a day. I asked the people, and I, I said, what about 45 minutes? Nobody in 45 minutes each time. And then I said, well, how many believe he maybe prayed an hour? And I could everybody raised their hand. I said, you think, you're saying to me then that, that you think that Daniel prayed three hours a day? That's what they thought. And we think we can have the power of God in 15 minutes? We need to learn to take an hour with God, at least an hour with God, just for prayer. I remind you, the early church did not have a Bible like we have a Bible today. They hung on every word of the Master. Then they'd go up probably to the synagogues and copy some things, for everything was handwritten. They were too precious to go carry, and too big and bulky to carry these scrolls around. They carried the Word in their heart, and they memorized the Word of God and meditated on what they had memorized. But all they could pray. all they could pray. Job didn't even have the law. We know he didn't have the New Testament. Seems like Job had victory, didn't he? He had enough of the word to have victory. But I'll tell you what, it was Job that was praying for his sons that they wouldn't curse God in their heart every morning. I didn't tell you, Job knew how to talk with God and communicate with God. And God spoke to him through the whirlwind. He learned so many other things, he must have learned something somewhere else. I'm telling you, we need to get back to the book. Amen. We think we're going to have instant pudding, instant potatoes, and instant power with God, and you're not going to have it. We're not going to have it. We will not have it! Everything, every, everybody wants something right away. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The Lord reminded me of that. Boy, flying, flying's faster than running. Flying, then running, and then walking. Seems like it's just the opposite of Psalm 1. Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Mm -hmm. Okay, how many of you spend, or even make a special effort to pray an hour a day? I'd like to see your hand. Okay, take your hands down. I just did that. Listen, we don't have any of the little old ladies around anymore that, that pray hours and hours. Like Brother Crab, John Crabb. We had Brother John Crab come. And Brother John Crabb, I called him on the phone. He said, I'm praying for, praying for pol- Poland right now. I called him over here when he came down here. He said, I'm on my knees right now, brother. He wasn't bragging about it at all. He'd been talking to me for a while, and I didn't know he was on his knees. And I said, I wish you'd pray about that. He said, I'm already ready. I'm right on my knees right now. You know, praying hide he lived on his knees almost. Sweet hour of prayer? No, sweet three minutes of prayer. A little bit of prayer, a little bit of power. More prayer, more power. Much prayer, much power. Why are we not getting anybody saved? You know what? Why aren't we getting more people saved, brother? You know why we're not getting people saved? We're not in prayer. Prayer will drive us to the multitudes. Prayer will will cause your perception like the eagle. Preparation, time, preening his wings and then even preening the preening oil for when he goes fishing. The preening oil. So he can dive down there and get that fish with his talons. Take that fresh fish all the way up to the top to his, his big nest that he stays in all his life, generally speaking. And then he kills it up there i mean he completely kills it up there fresh meat hot meat for his little eaglets for himself and for mrs eagle Hmm? and he picks his diet he's a finicky eater he says i want fish today and you know what he does he goes and gets fish that day we ought to say i need power from god today i'm gonna search this book till i get power I need to go out and win souls to God. And I'm going to read this book till God fires my soul and puts tears in my eyes for sinners again. Amen. We used to weep over sinners. We don't even get excited anymore. We're more excited when our car breaks down than trying to get a precious soul to Jesus. We are such a. We have so much money today, it makes me sick of all of our money. We'll leave every penny behind. It's not worth a thing. They forsook all, take up, took up their cross and followed Jesus. Matthew left the receipt of the custom. He left all and followed Jesus. Jesus said, follow me, you fishermen, and I'll make you fishers of men. You know what they did? They left their nets. They went after the master. When they left their nets, both of the boats were were sinking. I don't think they sunk all the way and the fish jumped out. I think they got to shore. And and Mrs. Peter and Mrs. James and Mrs. John, they got a good catch. And that was their send-off like the Lord Jesus when he went down into Egypt because of the wise men. They had gold, silver, and precious stone. When God calls you, he'll provide for your family. They emptied those boats and sold those fish. Their relatives did. They didn't. Papa's gone and followed Jesus. And son, you couldn't do any better than that either. We'll take care of these fish. Lord, take care of us. Just get those fish in here, boy. Look what God's done. It wasn't Peter that said, I'm a sinful man, oh God, when the boat started sinking at the beginning. And then after his resurrection, he said, children, have you any meat? They'd gone back to fishing for fish, and they forgot to go fishing for souls. Three to thrive takes three to thrive. It's the same old story. You fellows, I'm going to let you preach. Amen. You're going have plenty of time. Amen. They drove all the way from San Antonio to hear the preaching, didn't you? you just hear a little bit of me and you'll hear a whole lot of them. Okay, so hang on. We're going to be here a little bit. Takes three to thrive. You see this little track here? Recently, I told the people on Sunday. You know what I tell people now? I've been telling them for a couple years now this is from the Holy Bible. There's greater respect. They have to be a Wiccan or a demon or an atheist to not take my track. This is from the Holy Bible. And you know what I told this little girl the other day? I said, in a couple people, just the last couple days have been doing this. This is the best track, I believe, in the whole world. At God's simple plan. And I said, I think this one's the second best. I said, I'm not sure about it. But Paul Levine's a good track. But I said, I, I just know this is the best one. And I didn't write either one of them. I've written other tracks, but not this one or this one. This is the best you ever read. Best in the whole world. Well, they all take note and read it. Amen? Hello? Why, why are our purses not filled with tracks? Why are, do our evangelists come by and they're just as dead as a doornail? They have no life in them. I have to fire them up. Our church fires them up. You can't even get them to go winning because they ought to get back in the pastures. They don't have much evangelism in them. Amen. An evangelist is supposed to evangelize. He ought to be giving it, he ought to be tracking everybody. Track. I, up in New York. A man said, "I'm a track man." I said, "You're a what? You're what?" I said, "I track everybody I see. I track everybody I see." Amen. You teenagers. You you give out tracts, if not start, you heard it tonight. You're responsible from here on. If you're not having family devotions, you heard it tonight. You start or else. Amen? I never had family devotions. My mom and dad never had family devotions. But when I heard it, I said, I'm going to start it. How do you do it? Just start it. Amen? Say, well, I got to know exactly how to do it. Oh, you'll never get done. Get going. Amen? just start read the bible pray just start amen we have it twice a day now when the family's together because matthew henry had it twice a day i thought he could have it twice a day by the way there was the morning and the evening sacrifice too and if 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 daniel could pray three times a day an hour that's three hours a day man alive we could pray an hour a day i think You say, well, Daniel didn't have a wife. I know that. He was a eunuch. But but you do have a wife, and so she ought to be able to take care of everything else while you're alone with God. You say, well, in my house, you don't know what a madhouse. My, Listen, get up early in the morning. It says they rose early in the morning. Even the master, I believe, did that. I know Joshua did that over and over again. Jesus was all night in prayer. Did we ever spend a whole night in prayer before he chose the twelve? In the garden, he prayed with such fervency, he sweat great drops of blood. We're a prayerless people. And we're a powerless people. I'm talking for myself. Do you remember when you used to be in prayer and all heaven broke out? Huh? We miss it, don't we? We miss it. Remember the times you are out there walking so early in the morning that the cows hadn't even wakened up hardly? And the deer were jumping over the highway when I first came here? Well, my God hasn't changed. My Bible hasn't changed. What's wrong with you, Pastor Harvey? God hasn't moved a bit. must be you getting cold in your heart. No fire in your soul. Memorize some more Bible. I did when I was a baby Christian. Why don't we memorize some more Bible? That'd clean us out. You know what? And I, I, this bears repeating, but I think it's so. Brother Walt Kirkman, I went to Bible college with him and Walt Kirkman over there, a missionary to New Guinea. He said the old, the younger Christians don't need as much as the older Christians. He said the drunk, he can just take a little, a, a young person, he can take a little drink and he's drunk and nothing flat. But those older people, they've been, they're, they've been drinking for years. It takes a lot more to get them drunk. He said, I believe older Christians ought to read more Bible. We've got so many things in our way, and troubles and problems and everything else. I wonder if we ever get any commun- sweet communion anymore. Sweet will of God. Song that Pastor Hammond has introduced to us. Well, why don't we pray more? You say, well, Pastor Harvey said we ought to pray an hour a day. I think you ought to, especially if you're going in the ministry. You're supposed to be the example to everybody. You know, most of the pastors that are worth a flip, they're an example in in their study of the Bible, but they're not an example in prayer. Am Am I right? And the sad thing, over half of the independent Baptist churches have absolutely no soul winning program at all. At all. And you know what? Their people are doing about that much soul winning. None of it. Three to thrive. Read your Bible, pray, and talk to some one soul a day about Jesus. Now, that's what, Paul, that's what our dear brother, Ford Porter, I heard him in person at the great Tabernacle Baptist Church in Greenville, South Carolina, before he died. He came there. He's a pretty old man then. And here's what it says right in here. It says this. If, if, his, plan, uh, if his plan is not perfectly clear, read this track over and over again without laying it down until you understand it. We're going to do that with our our, uh, interviews and trying to go through the plan of salvation that we've done lately. But look what it says here. Do not trust your feelings, they change. Stand on God's promises, they never change. After you are saved, there are three things. Well, bless your heart, Fort Porter. I heard that when I first got saved. I heard that in Buffalo, New York. Not in Texas, I heard that in Buffalo, New York. And I'd never read this track. I don't, I don't think they, they use this track at all. I never saw this track until much later, I think. I got down to uh, Preacher eberns church. And it says here, they never change. After you are saved, there are three things to practice daily. Not weekly, not monthly, not every six months, not every three months, not yearly. Did you know the Southern Baptists? Some of them are really genuinely saved. So you know what they do? They get fired up every, every couple years. And they say, we need, to, we need outreach. I like evangelism. The word evangelism. But you know what they do? So they start the program. And they have it for maybe a year. Six months or a year. Then it dies. And then they leave it for another three to five years. Just salves their conscience. But we independent Baptists used to have soul winning every Thursday night in our churches when you were a young man, when I was a young man. Now over half of them don't even have it. That's one good reason for his Baptist churches. Amen? If we don't evangelize, we're going to fossilize. Our churches are dying. You're in some of them, brother. Dead or no door now. There's no life in there. There's no soul winning in there. There's no fire in there. There's no tears in there. The altar's not full. These, uh, John Winstead said that the altars were full of women years ago praying for their drunken husbands. Where are the women crying with tears? You can't even get a woman to cry now. She's afraid all her mascara and everything else will get all messed up. What about her soul? What about her husbands that's gonna burn in hell? He said when he, in his later part of his evangelistic me- meetings, he said the men were ten- more tender-hearted than the women. Not so in the beginning of his ministry. What should we do? Three to thrive. We're not thriving very well. Pray. You talk to God. Read your Bible. God talks to you. Witness. You talk for God. The last thing Jesus said, Go ye therefore in all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. As my Father has sent me, even so send I you. If we're sent just like Jesus was sent by God the Father, we better get at it and start going to every city, every town, every person. And they cease not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. As you go, preach! Jesus said, I have other towns to go to. I think our evangelism in America is all messed up. We've got to get back to the way the master did it. The master did it the right way. And he ordained 12 and sent them forth to preach. Then he ordained 70 and sent them forth to preach. Did you lack anything? Not a thing. Then they started rejoicing that the spirits were subject to him. He said, don't rejoice in that. Just rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Rejoice that you're saved, boys. Just get back to basics. Get back to basics. Get back to basics. You know why we're not getting a soul saved every three months, even or every six months? We're not worrying. We're not worrying about it. Uh, you're not to worry. You know, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. But are we concerned? Hmm? Remember when you walked down the street and you and you saw people and, and you saw the flames of hell licking around them? In your spiritual mind's eye, and you said, oh, "I got to get him saved." You would run, and chase across the street to give him a gospel track, or chase across the street, or chase him down. How many ever did that? How many ever chased somebody down? Huh? I like to see your hand. It, wasn't it good? Amen. I talked to our brother here, and he said the Lord laid it someone on his heart to go and tell him about Jesus, and he went and gave him a gospel track, and he went back into was it your car, back into your car, and the Lord said, "I didn't tell you to give him a gospel track. I told you to witness to him." Got back out of his car, went over there. Did he get saved? Is that the one that got saved? Wasn't secure secure in his salvation. Weren't you a lot happier once you obeyed God? Amen? Wasn't God a lot more happy with you when you obeyed God? And wasn't that fellow a whole lot more happy that somebody cared for his soul and sent God by to help him? You know, a lot of times, it's just, you're helping Christians. How many of the Christian house of prayer people around here say, don't they say, well, we ought to be doing this? Don't they say that to you? Oh, you ought to be doing it. Your leaders ought to be telling you to do it. Because the book tells you to do it. I'm telling you we're dying because we have no evangelism. We're so worried about not doing it the right way that we're doing nothing. Hmm? Isn't that right? Well, you seem so enthused about what I'm preaching on. Hmm? It's exciting. We're in the most exciting business in the world. Just come on out with us and go soul winning with us sometimes. And not when we're discouraged, you know, when we're really on top of it. You know, you just go after him and you just know God's going to do something. Because you, you just, you just, you're ready to go. Huh? Sometimes we're not ready to go. You know what though? Sometimes as you go, you get ready. And as you go with someone else who's more fired up than you, and you're the pastor, you know how to do it all, don't you? Oh yeah, we're real good at it. Yes, the only trouble is we're scared as a, a, a rabbit running away from a dog. Huh? But then as we go. That younger Christian's there. And all of a sudden, we start mounting up like an eagle. And where are they, Lord? I'll take anybody on now. I feel better about the whole thing. As you go. As you go. My little sermon is closing out now. It says, he first findeth his own brother, Simon, and brought him to Jesus. And Philip find- Jesus findeth Philip. Right? Right? Jesus findeth Philip, and then Philip findeth Nathaniel. And I want to know who in the world are we finding? Jesus said, "Go." He didn't say sit and soak. He said, "Go." To every creature, and to all the world, every creature. First thing you quit when you get backslidden on God is not your tithing or your church attendance. It's soul winning. Brother Garrison said. Amen. It's first thing you forget. Hmm? These churches are so lively, nobody goes soul winning. Hmm? I'm telling you, you ought to go. We ought to go if we feel like it. Just like a man who goes to work on Monday morning. He goes, whether he feels not or, like it or not, because it's the right thing to do. And when he gets to work, he feels better about it. After he gets in the groove and gets working, he feels better about it. He knows he's doing what he's he's supposed to be doing. But some people hate their job. It's still good to just do what you're supposed to do. Pick up that New Testament and get you a pack of tracks. He said, "Well, I, I do better giving a track out. At least it gives me a little bit more encouragement." So well, then get you a pack, get you some tracks, son. Get you some tracks. I t- by the way, that was exciting yesterday. I had a couple of Spanish and these other tracks in my pocket, and you know, I came to a fellow at the door and he didn't know a bloomin' word of English. He I don't know where in the world he came from. And and he said, uh, me no me no English, you know. I said, uh Pequito Espanol. And then I then I said, Oh I got my track. And I went there here it is, there it is, look at that. El Nueva whatever that is. <laughs> Necessary. The new birth. That's, uh, well, anyhow I can't say half of these words. I can say a few of them though. I said Dios te ama. God loves you, Cristo Te Amo. But I gave him that track, and you know he lit up like a light bulb. He couldn't read the—I mean, couldn't read the other one. But when he saw that new birth in Spanish, he lit up. Who knows? He might read it and get saved. The Lord Jesus loves him too. Wants to save him. So I'm not too good at the soul winning business. You'll do better than those that don't go at all. Amen who are we finding he first findeth his own brother simon and you know what you know what andrew did the rest of his life he said that's my brother peter can't he preach he's not perfect i knew him before and i know him now but can he preach that's my brother Mm -hmm. there's always peter and andrew you know it's never andrew and peter but I, i i just i just see andrew just saying that's my brother peter i brought him to jesus by the way, if you get them to Jesus, he knows what to do with them. I believe in all the nurturing and all the, the ba- you know, helping baby Christians, but my Lord Jesus will never allow one of his babies to, to go astray without helping them somehow. He, he will not born them into his family and let them go to the devil and the foxes and the, and the snakes of this world. Somehow they'll be helped. We ought to do all we can, but who are we getting to Jesus? Who are we finding Oh, that we find somebody.